The Living Room is supported by Lauren Records, little SoCal record label that could. Lauren Records has released so many of her favorite bands. There's too many of them. Walter Etc., Lear, Joyce Manor, Summer Vacation, Became Winter Break, Diners, Katie Allen, Peach Kelly Pop. Uh, they even had the best fest to ever come out of an American Legion Hall in Highland Park. They're the place to go for all your favorite DIY records, merch, and apparel. We love Lauren Records, and we would love for you to give them a little love back. So go online at lauren-records.com and buy something. Buy the new Katie Allen album, buy the new Walter Tzedder album. I think both of those made some sort of year-end lists. That's cool. Buy some Peach Kelly Pop merch. Buy a pin. Buy something. Buy anything. Just remember to use the code Living Room for 10% off your first purchase. Again, that's offer code Living Room and you'll get 10% off at lauren-records.com. Phantom House. It's the place for podcasts. Welcome to the living room. Please make yourself at home. This week, I chatted with Wasi, and boy, howdy, is it a good one. We talked about the intersection of romantic relationships and art, navigating the LA scene, and parent baggage. It's real good. It's all my favorite things. Can't wait for you to hear it. Um, but before we jump in, I would really appreciate if you could rate slash review us on iTunes. Thanks to you all, we now have over 10 reviews, and that's real cool. I'm so happy. And that really helps us. It gets us out there. It gets people to listen to the show. It makes a big difference. So if you can, please rate our podcast as well. Look, there's tea. I hear some tea bubbling. That's okay, because this also gives me a chance to thank everyone who came out to our Seattle show. We had our show in Seattle for PodCon, and it was super, super, super great. I want to thank all the bands that played, including Just, who has been on the pod, Anime Creek, and Emily Toyota, who hopefully will one day be on the pod, and also Jeff Liu, uh, who came up from Southern California with us, and that's crazy to me still. It was really fun. And I'm so glad we did it, and hopefully we'll be we'll be doing things like that in the future, and doing more shows in general, and doing all kinds of things. That's all our news. So here we go. Wasi was so wonderful. You can find the music on isawasi.com. Let's go, dudes. Are we ready? Are we ready? Good. Oh. Uh-huh. <laughs> awesome. Cool. Uh, so you can just start by playing a thing. Sorry. Start by playing a thing, and then we'll get into it. Playing nothing? Uh, playing a song, I'm sorry. Oh, sorry. Okay. And I've been running from the boring days to get me through. All the madness and the words I tend to say to you. And now I'm barely figuring how to let it go. Rush, take this mind and go, go, go. And for a minute, all my doubts get in the way. Before I fall into a guitar, I tell myself to play. Anxiety is waiting for me to make a mistake. Oh, and don't dance it. 
introduce yourselves and the band we are uh, wazi my name is mary lou my name is jesse we're wazi yeah what's up <laughs> and what do you what do you actually uh play when you're doing a live i am supposed to play bass okay. um if my arm wasn't messed yeah. up <laughs> but normally play bass and then i uh she just like fronts kind of things. Um, sing and uh, uh, synthesizers. Okay. Uh, live, yeah. And then we usually have like a full band. Two guitar players films. and a drummer. Yeah. Are they like part of the band, part of the band? or They're they- as much part of the band as like, you know, as they're available. Okay. It's all availability. Um, As far as songwriting, Jesse and I write everything like in our bedrooms. Um, so we kind of keep that part intimate and then we take it to like a full band and let it become something else live. Mm. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. And then how did you two meet then and then end up playing in this project together? We met in high school, actually. And she approached me in our physics class. I was really shy and didn't talk to anybody. And I acquired a bass from somebody. And she's <laughs> like, hey, I hear you have a bass. You want to be in a band? I was like, okay, sure. And she's like, all right, cool. Well, we have a show in two weeks. So I was like, oh my God. Yeah, so we, need so a- we like, we booked a show and then we like formed a band. Yeah, exactly. Um, and like learned how to play the songs yeah. or like wrote some really crappy like punk songs. songs. Yeah. 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 We were called the Mydol Poppers. We just like, we dailed it. I mean, like granted the songs didn't sound that great because we had all barely learned our instruments, but I think we nailed it in that like we kind of played with like full energy, like had a blast. We had a blast. I don't know if the audience had a blast, (laughs) but we had a blast. And then after that, we kind of just like sailed through different projects together, different garages, playing with different bands. Um, And Wazi formed three and a half, maybe four years ago now. Um, we knew we wanted uh, 
to do something more like 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 influenced by pop but like fuse a bunch of different genres together like from hip-hop to punk um like with a like a nice influence of like riot girl like that feminist agenda um so we formed wazi Mm. and that's been going on for a few years so you found out Jesse had a base. How did you find out? How was that the word on the street? <laughs> the word on the street. Um, well, I booked the show and then... Oh, wait. Um, also, where was that show? Oh, my God. It was like an after school program I was part of, like this journalist program. And then uh, we were launching the the zine or whatever. I don't remember what it was, but we were launching it and it was like a launch party. Oh, okay. Um, so we had two weeks and they were like, at the meeting, they were like, let's have a band play. That'll be so sick. And I was like, I have a band. Uh, and they were like, no way. You've never mentioned yeah, this band lie. ever. Right. Lie. Lie. <laughs> In my head, like, you know, like, like this little high school girl, like, wants to be like, like in a band, but I didn't have any friends that played music. Mm-hmm. Um, but I knew that's just kind of like what I wanted to do, even if like I didn't play in a band, you know? So it was just one of those moments where, like, you know what? I'm just gonna form she a just band. went for it. So she then, didn't like, even care. I called up my friends, um, and I was like, "Hey, like, let's start a band. You have a piano, right?" And then <laughs> Stacy was like, N- uh, "Yeah, I don't want to be in this band. Yeah. <laughs> like, but you should hit up like Jesse was known as Twizzles mm. at the time. So she's like, hit up Twizzles, and I was like, I have no idea who that is. <laughs> and then like I find out like Twizzles is in my physics class. So like. Like the next day, I just like go up to her. I think I printed out a bunch of cover songs, like like in excess tabs and like Backstreet Boys, like like just like random pop cover songs. And I was like, "Hey, are you Twizzles?" And she's like, "Yeah." I was like, "You have a bass, right?" They said you have a bass, and she's like, "Yeah." And I was like, "Cool. Like, will you be in my band?" And we have a to- show in two weeks. She's like, "Yeah." And and then I gave her these cover songs. We didn't learn the cover songs, thank God. And we just wrote like two weeks worth again of like like random punk Power songs chords. like yeah. like one song was about like the shitty cafeteria food the other another song was about like i don't know underwear or something it was like the just silly underwear like yeah dumb, two stuff minute like that. punk songs but um yeah we wrote like 30 minutes worth and it was cool that's some great high school teen movie shit like, <laughs> yeah <laughs> like from like the lying about having a band and then like I have to put this band together. I have two weeks. And then, like, finding a stranger in your class who said yes. <laughs> like, it's all the beats. Of the right. I never thought about that. It's like the storyteller, animator. Yeah. I know, never right? You can already that. see, like, the, this this cartoon. Yeah. yeah. It, is, it is kind of like a cartoon, I guess. Yeah. yeah it's, it's, <laughs> it is cartoonish. So what made you say yes to that, Jesse? Like, because I'm thinking if, if it was me in that situation, I would not have wanted to do that, knowing, like, there's a show in two weeks that would have been i would have been too afraid to be like oh that's not enough time for me personally but you said yes i really don't know why (laughs) i really don't because i was so shy and i was mortified (laughs) at like being in front of people doing anything Mm -hmm. mortified so it was like and i really don't know why and the whole time i played the first our first show i like stood there like shaking like you know like trying to tuck away out of the light so people can't see me like that's how terrified i was i almost threw up before the show oh and it was like this little like high school kid show yeah oh that's real though because that's some that's terrifying scary yeah but then you guys kept playing afterwards yeah after (laughs) we just kept booking shows it was funny like the day of the show because our drummer was also our singer 
And then like the day of the show, like during sound check, um, she's like, you know what? I don't want to play drums anymore. I just want to sing. And we we're like, no way. So now we don't have a drummer. So then and the, the sound, sound guy was like, was like I play drums. So we asked the sound guy, drums. hey, you want to play drums <laughs> in our show? Our, so our sound check was another practice. And then and then she sang and it was, yeah, that was our first show ever. And then after, for some reason, we kept going. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't, I mean, like, yeah, I think it was just kind of a cool accomplishment. I, I mean, at the time, like, we just saw it as like, oh, this was so cool and let's do it again. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Uh, but I think, like, as far as feeling it in the moment, I think it was like, wow, we accomplished this, like, outside of, yeah. like, an institution or outside of a anybody telling us what to do or what to do next or how to do it. Like, we just did it. And it was, like, the coolest feeling. Yeah, it sounds like one of those eye-opening moments when you're a teen where you're like, oh, yeah, you're like, no I'm one taught re- me this. Yeah, like, like yeah. I'm, I'm rewarded for this effort that I put in. This is a creative effort I put in, and it feels really good. Yeah, That's yeah, cool. exactly. I'm glad that worked out. <laughs> I know, how funny. And here we are 11 years later. It's funny, like in the movie, it's like you build up the whole entire movie for this like epic rock show, and then the band is terrible. Yeah. Like that's like the climax. <laughs> right. But it's beautiful. But it's beautiful. <laughs> you should have, have you seen the movie We Are the Best? I have. It sounds like this. It's this uh it's this Danish film about these two girls and like I think it's either the early nineties or late nineteen eighties, but they're two tween girls in high school who one of them decides they want to start a punk band and it's I need just, to see this. It is this. the best. And it's also one of the like most heartfelt and like really uplifting movies I've ever watched. Oh, but I, I need to watch see that. This sounds like your yeah. story. Does it sound like a Netflix thing? It's on or? Netflix. Okay. Oh, Go find yeah. it on Netflix. Okay, it's it's real good. Yeah, okay, cool. Um, but yeah, yeah. Oh, that's so so eleven years though. That's yeah. a long time. That's so we, a long time for a creative partnership. Yeah. It's, it's a long time. Like we've been through everything, um, through different projects, different kinds of people. Everything you can imagine, pretty much. Yeah. We've everything. been there and done that. Yeah. Yeah. So um, we're excited. Here's some more Yeah, to more been there, done yeah. that. You know. Even from like living out in Orange County, doing it to move into LA mm-hmm. and pushing it harder. Um, yeah, just kind of rode the rode the wave <laughs> yeah what what's been like what's been like the major changes i guess in the, like the way you work together because a lot happens between being a teenage person and being an adult and like learning right? how you work and how you make things and how you collaborate so like what how have you grown oh that's a i think question. being able to record ourselves has mm-hmm. like at least like record our demos has made a big difference um, in the way we sound, um, having like full blown things, but then also, I don't know, what would you say? I think like, like, you know, when you're in high school, you're just trying to find like your, your people. Yeah. Right. So I think so much of being in like the might all poppers was finding ourselves and finding who we were in this, again, like the system that we didn't really belong to. So now I think creatively, it's like knowing our strengths mm-hmm. and like, it's like now we know the rules, which makes it more fun to break them. So I think knowing our strengths and knowing how we can like push ourselves, push like our music. Um, could we collaborate more with like different producers of yeah. all different genres and different musicians? So I think it's a lot of like knowing who we are and pushing ourselves to extend like, you know, our art as opposed to, you know, in high school, it's so much about like finding yourself yeah. and what that means to you. 
Um, and I think we've both uh, individually and together have been through a lot. So we have a lot more to say in the songs. And like we found community as well along the way, which is really cool. Like a lot of people that are on the same path, same page, like, you know, same experiences. So it's cool and rewarding to get to uh, hang out with these people and be a part of each other's lives. And I think that's really changed our music too. Yeah. And then there's that trust also because yeah. since you've been working together for so long, you can like, you know... A like as friends, like you can say anything. Probably, I'm gonna. Yeah. Oh, that. we're partners. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We're oh, you're partners. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then even oh, more so. so. Like, go to then even, even more so. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. So that happened along the yeah. way too. I guess. Yeah, I guess that <laughs> was when we first met as the Mydol Poppers. Like neither of us were out. Yeah. So I Dang. would say you were like homophobic at the time, right? Yeah. And I just didn't I grew like up pretty understand homophobic. what gay was. Like I grew up in a really conservative time. And like our our drummer slash singer was like super homophobic, like born again, like religious. And then like uh, the whole gays are going to hell. Mm-hmm. And then um yeah. And then our uh guitarist is trans. So he was not transitioned at the time. He wasn't yeah. transitioned. Yeah. So. So that was interesting. <laughs> there are a lot of layers to that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. To add to the story. Uh, wow. Storylines. Because okay. I didn't want to. You can't assume that. Because like, <laughs> I knew you both were LGBTQ or and I didn't. I don't come in with the assumption that you two were partners. But yeah, like, yeah. Now that I know this, people that know us for people years, that know us for years, know. and when they find out, they're like, "What? I couldn't <laughs> even tell." And we're actually getting married too. So wow. it's like, okay. "Congrats!" Everyone's uh, <laughs> like, "What? You guys are together?" It's like, "Yeah," and we're going to that level too. That's a so. lot. That is a lot. That's a lot. Yeah, wow. that's okay. a lot. I'm amazed. Sorry. <laughs> oh no worries. Yeah. Okay, so. Your journey was like, okay, so you meet in high school, you get in this van together, you at some point also come out and have your journey of like under like understanding queer identity. Yeah. And then you further like do like these creative projects and you're going to get married. This is a lot. This yeah, is crazy. Yeah, it is crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Just a very long history together yeah. to say the least. Like and not and on top of all of that, like more layers of it, like literally the craziest, craziest times of our lives we've spent together, like hardships, music, like with like with music, we've had the most like the most exciting moments of our lives mm-hmm. musically have been together, like touring and traveling. Like we went to Berlin this year. We like did all these, you know, we have a tour coming up in our first national tour coming up in March which is exciting. Like music we're really proud of. We get to share all that together. But on the flip side of that, there's a whole other half of it where, you know, I've dealt with a lot of medical problems and she's been there through every surgery in the hospital room the whole time, everything, every time, you know, like our families have, there's been elements of our families that have kind of fallen apart while we've been together. And you know, being support for each other while our families are falling apart, you know what I mean? And going through their really crazy hard times. So it's like, it's nice to know that all all along this time, there's been like a partner there as support, you know? Okay. I'll pose this to you then. Um, Yeah. Because as a creative person also, I have found that in a partner, I don't want someone who also does art because I find since I have 
conflated art and like my professional life together, yeah. I find it kind of stressful to mix those two things. And I like separating them out in mm-hmm. different spots for like my brain to like sure. relax when I'm with like my romantic partner versus like when I'm at work or drawing or whatever, <laughs> yeah. making things. And that's just how I've been able to cope over the years, I think. Mm. So I'm asking you where all of this is mixing together in mm-hmm. the same pot. How do you deal with that because there's like you have to keep straight uh both of your needs as individuals and both of your needs as partners and mm-hmm. then also your creative output and so it's how- really challenging <laughs> it's ha- yeah it's, it's very very challenging but as far as like the artistic part of it like we like learned how to play our instruments together writing songs mm-hmm. so that's like something that has always been there as part of our relationship together romantically or not mm-hmm. so it's just kind of like a thing you know it's not like you know, separate from us, if that makes sense. Yeah. Just because it's always been there. But it does get hard. The music business part is really challenging sometimes. I personally hate music business, but it's like... I think, <laughs> I think everyone <laughs> does. I hate music business People so in mu- not music, they probably hate Everybody music Everybody hates music There's a few people that like it, and I my hat goes off to them. I'd rather pay them to deal with it than yeah. for me to deal with it, you know? <laughs> but I think that's been, like, the biggest stress is us, like, having to figure out okay well you know how is this gonna work how is that gonna work business wise yeah but again like i said like making the but we like have a manager like now a tour, that's like yeah. that's like a perfect addition to because when it before we've had before when it was just us two like trying to make decisions business wise or even creatively it's like you get so lost in overanalyzing mm-hmm. and so lost from like drawing between like how do we feel within like our relationship and how, what do we want to show the world, you know? And like, so, so lost in so many avenues of this whole process, but um, yeah. it's always nice. Like, I think we're fortunate enough to have like, like a third head or just any of our friends to kind of like reach out to and say, Hey, like, can you level us out right now? So that yeah. way, before we go crazy, um, cause it's hard. <laughs> yeah. As far as like individually and how we do it, deal with it. I think like, I think it's just, I don't know. I think it just because it's like part of our lifestyle now to just yeah, like, exactly like music relationship. I think all of our friends, our best closest friends, we've met through music or activism. Um, so like, you know, I, I, yeah, I think it's just like a complete part of our identity. Hmm. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's like it's kind of like having a dog that like sheds a lot. So it's like kind of just let it be part of your lifestyle that you'll like walk around with hair all the time, you Which know? Or, like, have, yeah, so it's kind experience. of like that. <laughs> so it's like you've just like submitted to the fact that this is kind of the way things are. Yeah, but not in a bad way. You're accepting it. Yeah, yeah. The good and the bad. As part of the lifestyle. As part, part of, of life, lifestyle. right? Yeah. Like our dog, we love and adore so much, <laughs> and she sheds like painful amounts of hair (laughs) so it's like it just is what it is you know that's just the way it goes do you ever find yourselves in conversations where uh i'll I'll spin in this in like the music business sort of avenue so then we can get specific there it's like before you like had a manager like you would were there ever times where you like it would you realize that like you were talking to each other in a way that wasn't sympathetic to each other and you had to like take a a step back and be like oh wait (laughs) Every day. Every day. Oh yeah. Yeah. I love how that's like such a specific cool thing that you caught. Yeah. That no one's ever thought of in any interview we've ever done. Yeah. That was like such a perfect specific thing. That's an everyday struggle. (laughs) (laughs) What? So what do you? Is it? 
can I can I ask how you like go through that? Yeah, Do you, like, no worries. So when there's like that anger that you're like dealing with in yourself, and you have this realization like, oh wait, I am like not being considerate to my partner. Mm-hmm. For me, what yeah. are the steps you take? Especially to- like when I'm when I'm working. Um, <laughs> my job, which unfortunately I have to do to pay the bills for now until music does. For sure. Um, it's a 60 hour a week, very physical, Ugh, frustrating yeah. job. So I come home and right when I walk the door, sometimes she want, all of a sudden has all this music stuff she wants to talk about. And, and there's been many times where instead of me just like blowing up saying, look, I don't have, to, I just really don't have the energy. I'll say, I have to stop my step outside of myself, like you said, and said, you know, right now I'm really exhausted and I'm not in a good place or space to discuss this. Can we discuss this at a letter, later time when I'm rested and fed and all these other things? Mm-hmm. And usually that works. And she goes, okay, fine. We'll just have one question. <laughs> <laughs> and she like narrows it down to the most necessary thing to ask. Because you know? <laughs> there's still going to be questions no yeah. matter what. Yeah. Yeah, that's funny. That's me though. I don't know about her. Yeah. I think for me, like I'm more like wrapped up in my head. And, like, I think for me, it's, like, 99%. Like, like I'm just thinking about things more so than, like, being present sometimes. <laughs> so I think, like, um, I don't even know where I try. I think I, I, I think for me, like, it's not like, oh, I feel like I have to be sympathetic. It's mm-hmm. more of, like, oh, I should be, even if it doesn't feel like I should be. Because right now I feel like I should just keep talking or writing or doing something. Um, but I, I know I should be, so... I'm going to follow that rule, um, if that makes sense. Yeah. 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 How about you? Which uh, do you ever find like? <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, I, I, yeah. Yes. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I think I have a similar thing where like my day is just long. So yeah. I get home and I'm. And you're tired. Very tired. I'm very, very tired. And that has been like, why, I guess that was why it was important to me, or like for my partner to like be the person I go to then to relax. Mm-hmm. But I have found that I have to manage even that aspect of it because sometimes you just get home and you don't want to work anymore. Mm-hmm. And yeah. like for like some of the things I need to do, I like have to <laughs> yeah. have to do work after work, which yeah, yeah. And I have to like manage that time I spend with my partner also be like, okay, well maybe I can't just sit on the couch today maybe gotta go go to the desk yeah. and draw something yeah. afterward which is necessary but like you have to also manage like what they want from me yeah yeah and make do sure you have someone right now that you share that kind of space with yeah nice we're not i think and we're not living together so we'll see how that changes if if and when that happens but because right now it's like a daily thing where you see each other every day we don't see each other every day which is but i like we want we both obviously want to but we don't and that's part of why it's easier for me to like make make these calls and to be like i can't come over today because i should work on stuff (laughs) but i know we both want to spend that time so if when it comes to the point where that does happen i know that's gonna be a conversation for us and yeah we're gonna have to talk about but we'll get there Yeah, yeah that's cool can you guys yeah play another song please yeah yeah um be shy just yeah
yesterday. Go, 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 move on from this without you. Electric bikes and circle heights, let's run to the beach tonight. Electric bikes and circle heights, take us to the beach in your smile for a while. It's gonna flow on through my So you brought up how Wasi is sort of a combination of what sounds like all the music you both liked when you were in high school and kind of like an amalgam of all that together. Um, and it sounds like you were from Orange County, right? Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. Okay. So I guess I wanted to ask about sort of the intersection of uh, like DIY culture and pop that I think you both have probably dealt with yeah, through yeah. this band. Yeah. Because I would say Wasi is a very pop oriented band yeah very fun lots of high production <laughs> yeah, for sure <laughs> but uh, not necessarily the sort of band that a lot of like traditional diy supports and i know or specifically at least in orange county i know how has that been <laughs> uh i'll say very quickly and then i'll let her say i think at the end of the day what matters most the, the two things i think that like make the pop sounding band be a DIY band is mm -hmm. number one, the, the way we perform because we're like crazy live and we take a lot of influences from like La Tigra and Matt and Kim and yeah. like these other bands that are more um, like crazy punk live um, and our activism, you know, like we're involved in a lot of, a lot of different things that um, are managed by more like DIY specific Mm -hmm. um people and causes i guess if that makes sense so we kind of do a lot of those things which makes us mentally and lyrically diy punk but then sonically we're very like pop so yeah no i i was gonna say something just like that and <clears throat> i think like in terms of pop it's uh pop 
because it's like more feel good. We uh, we always take influences from like what's playing on the radio just because like we listen to top 40. Like I don't yeah. even think it's intentional. I think we just like. It's what's like, in the air. That's yeah, it's totally what's in the fair. air. <laughs> so I think we're always aware of that and we're always writing. So that always ends up being fused in with like this like, again, punk um, energy that we try to hold on to. Yeah. I guess because I think that's very evident now, especially because I think you have been able to like sort of claim that identity. But I'm wondering if that was something you dealt with as a younger band, maybe where like Mm -hmm. it was something you ran up against. Cause I can, I can definitely envision a period of time where like you didn't know exactly what you wanted Wasi to be, but you had to sound like this and people were like, no, we won't book you for this show. Yeah, absolutely. I think we were always, um, too, uh, too pop for punk, too punk for pop in a lot of spaces yeah um uh and i think like that's kind of why we had to decide to create our own space so like wfsu fest is a festival we're part of a collective that throws um it's called women fuck shit up fest and it's uh i think that is like like a, a a social identity for us musically too um and i think a lot of people can feel that in that it is like a, a festival that fuses like a bunch of different genres and we like aim to be inclusive. Um, but anyways, like uh, I think that festival formed because of growing up, not knowing where we belonged um, because like, again, we were too pop for punk too punk for pop. And it's like, how do you like, you know, there are so many thoughts of like, what's wrong with us? Is it us? It yeah. is, uh, do we get better? How do we get better if we weren't like, if we couldn't afford lessons growing up? You know, like so many other people have the privilege mm-hmm. to have. So like, does that mean like we're not meant to be doing this? Like, and I think instead of like giving up and just succumbing to that thought, we just created our own space of people who probably have felt the same way. Yeah. Um, that fuses, again, all the elements of different genres from like, high production pop to lo-fi pop to garage punk to you know whatever with like the diy culture of like community of art of like like cool if you don't fit in like we've never fit in ever in our lives from beginning to end we've never fit in anywhere so you know what come with us if you don't fit in anywhere come come with us because we've never been cool and i think (laughs) you you have to be cool or not to join our club you know our our space because our space is completely inclusive to anyone and everyone that wants to come to our shows and like you know be part of like whatever we're doing you know but at the same time like i said never been i we're i was not the cool kid in high school i was bullied you know so we've gone to high schools and talked to high school kids and i tell them that like hey i've never been i I don't say like i've never been cool but like i tell them i've been bullied my whole life so i know what that feels like you know, and it's like, we've, like I said, we've been through a lot of hardships. And I think that that has a lot to do with like our mentality and like what we do. And the music is, isn't, I don't want to say is secondary, but it's like as important as like the way that we like want to actively do things. We're not like a talking band. We're a doing band, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Mm, that's yeah. a good way of putting it. And you know? I think like, um, I mean, it's funny because there'll be articles, some mean people like internet trolls going, why can't you separate like the music from like world or whatever? Because we'll just like, you know, touch base. That's with, like, such a politi- boring opinion. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> How? How do you do? I guess you can. But that is like a boring opinion. Then you're too like, political and it's like, well, Get the fuck out. No one's asking for <laughs> yeah. your opinion anyway. You know yeah, what I mean? Which is kind of like, yeah, because it is also our music is like how we cope with the world. Yeah, yeah So exactly. it's like, 
I don't, yeah, it's a boring opinion. Because you know, what if something that we sit, happen to say in one of our songs means something to somebody, then fuck you for telling us that we're doing it wrong. Yeah. You know, you're not in that person's head. So get out, try, get out of trying to get in our head. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Were you, were you both integral to woman fuck shit up fest or was that well, something she you started it okay she yeah. started it with another person and i just kind of am on the sidelines as a helper <laughs> elf on when they need it can yeah. you tell me how that got started then like who was the person you met and like um, how myra is a good friend of ours now and uh she's we met her at rock camp for girls oh okay. so, oh, so you've heard of it with yeah okay too. yeah so we do okay. a lot with that so we met myra at rock yeah. camp and then like i was helping like we booked a wazi show at this cool feminist art gallery called heart of art gallery and a Myra's band played and then we just talked after and like it was like, hey, let's throw a festival. And she's like, yeah. And I was like, it gotta, it's got to be called Woman Fuck Shit Up Fest. And she's like, yeah. <laughs> and then that was it. And then like three months later, we threw the festival at the small art gallery and it was like packed. The next year we did at The Smell. Um, and uh, this year or two years we did at The Smell. And this year we're expanding it to like a whole entire block around where The Smell is oh, going to be. So um, dang. that's some escalation. <laughs> yeah, it's cool. It's cool because I think it's like it's not like any of us dedicate our whole lives to it. it I think it just shows like a space is needed. Yeah. And again, we try to make it inclusive. So that way, because like DIY from what we've experienced can be like really clicky, mm-hmm. you know, yes. so like <laughs> Which defeats the purpose of what it's supposed, what it was to, be, supposed to be. Yeah, I think. yeah. So I think we try to keep we we all come from that. So we try to keep that away. And we also um, make a point, at least with women fuck shit up fest make a point of making it it's all it is all inclusive but they try to give more of a priority to women of color yeah yeah. because they have the least amount of opportunities than everybody else so that's what they're and everyone that runs the like the board that runs the festival is all women of color Mm. so they try to keep it you know inclusive to everybody but you know give other people a chance kind of thing that don't normally get that chance how how long does it take to like organize that like it's a lot of work (laughs) i I would imagine (laughs) we start talking about it at least floating ideas like the festival every year is in february you start talking about it like a month later Mm -hmm. so march 2017 we started talking about 2018 Mm -hmm. um a big thing is that like we didn't know if the smell was going to be open yep (laughs) so like yeah we don't know what like the venues we want are they going to be open in a year and i think it's a lot of that it's a lot of like being aware of what's going on in our community like politically um so like you know uh yeah so we try to incorporate that in in like regards to empowerment so that way it's like more about like the people who play and the people who come they can walk away feeling like empowered yeah you know not um so we try to bring that into it we have a small collective that like you know we have like someone who does the art someone who like helps with like coordinate beneficiaries because every year the proceeds go to a feminist charity. So last year it was uh, Alexandria House and they're a transitional living for women coming and families coming from homelessness. So like we got to really like dive into like what they do. Um, so that that's been really cool. And like, yeah, we book like 30 bands or performers, yeah. comedians, um, et cetera make it like a really cool weekend <laughs> yeah did this festival because then so you've been doing this three years now this is a yeah three years is gonna be the fourth okay so like <laughs> three and a half yeah cool so did that festival and like organizing that and like meeting everyone you have met through that kind of change the way you thought about 
your creative work and like where you stand within the larger music the latter question yes absolutely (laughs) because in such a big such as like a space that's so big like when we first came out to LA to pursue music uh we there were so many people to me but at the same time it was kind of like who are we in this big space if we don't have millions of plays if we don't have like family in the industry like how do we navigate this um and I think just creating the fest and showing that people want to be part of it, right? Like, like we just kind of like, again, it's not anybody's like entire life, but I think so many people are coming, like wanting to perform, wanting to help make yeah. it grow. Cause I think it's a space that's needed. And I think that has given us a reason, like on paper, at least, like it's made it clear, like why we have to do what we do as Wazi, as yeah. like musicians or whatever. Because I think if we just retracted and been like, okay, like we're just going to go back to our bedrooms and just try to write a bunch of pop songs, you know, for fun or for money, I think it would defeat. Yeah. I, it wouldn't be as fun for it's sure. It's hard to make anything <laughs> in a vacuum. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. yeah. So I think it's, yeah, it's definitely given us um, a definition of why we got to do. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, sorry, like, I, I was just very into what we were talking about, and I wasn't, haven't been look, oh, looking no, at my notes yeah. this whole time. You're asking such good questions. <laughs> I know. Um, oh, here we go. Okay, so I, I'm going to ask, are you Filipino? Yes. Okay. 100%. I am half Filipino. Hell nice. Yeah. And half, what's the other half? White. Nice. What <laughs> your part? dad is white, yeah. your mom is Filipino? Yes. <laughs> Jesse, for some it. reason, always notices that. <laughs> I don't know how... Like, well, it's always like most of the time, like with her family, like it's funny because it's like me and all the white husbands all hanging out. It's a, <laughs> yeah. it's a, pr- it's a narrative. It's yeah. a narrative. Yeah. The Filipino community, I think. <laughs> but I wanted to ask what, like, how has that intersected into your music and creative life? Because oh, man. Yeah. I know there's a lot of, at least for me, I'm going to speak, I'll speak specifically because that's mm-hmm. the better way to do it for me there's a lot of tr- dealing with ideas of success and the expectations imagine expectations of like what your family wants from you and i have i've been fortunate in that my parents have been fairly supportive in the grand scheme of things yeah with but, art and everything yeah. that's awesome um but even if someone's supportive there's still like pressure because like my mom was in the Philippines, like, during a war. Yeah. <laughs> during, so during a dictatorship. Yeah. And I'm like, what the fuck am I doing? Mm-hmm. And so even, and I think that's part of, like, why, like, I've, it has been so important to me for, like, my art to have, allow me to, like, live. Yeah. To prove to her that it is possible and that I will do okay. And that you like, can do, I'm, you can do that and that, not be a nurse. Yeah. And, you can be well, happy. and that her work, yeah. her, everything she left was for nothing. All of her effort was worth it also. Worth, yeah. Exactly. So not a point I'm to so you. happy you get it. I'll talk to her about it. And I'm like, you don't understand. Like imagine leaving everything. Yeah. No, my mom was 22, 23 my when she left the Philippines. Yeah. I'm that age. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and I have de- dealt with none of that. So, how do you feel? I don't. I don't, <laughs> I don't know. Like, what, I feel that how I feel exactly how you feel, right? Yeah. You can speak to specifically or, or not specifically as you want, but like, yeah. what has that been like with your family then? Like dealing with art and how to, how have they felt about you making things and trying to be oh, a professional man. musician? I feel like 
all the time that voice is in my head like more more gotta be better gotta be better gotta do better gotta work harder gotta work harder mm-hmm. um because i think i'm always like i find myself always chasing this like idea of success that i don't know exists or not yeah right <laughs> <laughs> So then, like, it's, like, masochistic in a way, but uh, I think it does help in writing really deep songs Mm -hmm. sometimes. Um, It definitely comes out in those moments. Um, I was, like, my mom when I was really young put me in piano lessons for a little bit, um, but I hated piano and, like, they wouldn't let me play. (laughs) Yeah, they wouldn't let me even touch anything else. So, like, she's like, no, like, then that's it. So I think... But there was always a piano in the house, at least. So, like, I was able to just always be around music, um, teaching myself, like, guitar when I finally got a guitar. But, uh, uh, yeah, I think – what was the other question? Like, or, Okay, I'll – to what you just said. So, it sounds like your parents were, like – and I think a lot of Filipino parents make – their children learn some sort of performative mm-hmm. art thing yeah because like you should be able to sing at the family gathering or play the thing for everyone yeah exactly it was, it was specifically just to show off yeah. i play think the that's thing what i hated everybody. did you I hate it the, so much there, was there the point where they realize they like this too much and they, <laughs> like because I, I found like a lot of my i have some friends were like they are like oh i want to like play music for real and then their parents like, oh, no, <laughs> we just wanted them to like kind of like have this skill, but not pursue it professionally. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. And I think when I decided I wanted to do music, like after high school, I got into some good colleges. But I think at that moment of my life, I was like finding my queer identity. Mm-hmm. I was finding that like basically oh, yeah. and then that's all everything. <laughs> yeah, everything I was told my whole life about like success and hard work and that all it was like all a lie because like for yeah. once I'm like able to be happy and loud and like play my music mm-hmm. and like and like I think there was like that crash. So like I was 18 and I chose to just like not go to school for a little bit and just like find myself through music. So we did like this warp tour band and it was like fun games. And um but like I think that was such an integral part of my life because like because I think it was also like defying everything, you know, every like the whole like oh learn piano just so you can show off, yeah. like that whole identity. And then I eventually went back to school, finished college, but um I think I needed that so much to show that I didn't have to do it a certain way. Yeah. Like, because there was no way they would have always been, there's no way my family would have been okay with me pursuing music, like, as, like, work or whatever. But um, I think, I think it would have, that idea would have haunted me more if I didn't go all out and just, like, figure myself out, like, w- you know, making that decision to like not go to school and just do this. Like I think that was like a okay, gotta work at it. Um and and then the thoughts come of like, wow, like my parents sacrificed, my mom sacrificed so much just for me to have this. Mm-hmm. So now I need to do something with it because otherwise, like, what was it all for? Yeah. And it haunts me. <laughs> that like inherited uh, guilt. Yeah. <laughs> There's so many roller coasters in this whole thing. And it's like, what's real? Like, what's like, what's healthy? What's yeah. real? Yeah. For me, a lot of it, um, the aha moment, I think, for my parents was when they realized like, oh, there is, at least in illustration, you can have, it is possible to have like a nine to five mm-hmm. type of job, which is like what my job is. I'm a designer for a company. Yeah. And that kind of, they were like, oh, they won't like be a starving artist. There's like a way for them to do this <laughs> yeah. and be normal in quotes normal, and okay. Quote in quotes, yeah. I think that 
gave them a lot of relief but I'm like, I'm always like thinking about it all the <laughs> yeah. time. Right. Do you, and this also to both of you, do your parents like your music? Because I my think that is a My parents thing. probably don't have never heard any of my music. Really? Yeah. So like I'm completely detached. Like they, I don't think they want to know about, or maybe they do, but they don't say, I don't know. It's mm. like, I think, yeah, I kind of just like did my own thing. They have thing no idea. And yeah. yeah. I think in the 10 years, 11 years we've been playing it, they've gone to like one, maybe two shows. And, um, and they're like good people and they like music. Yeah. I think I think also like my parents, my mom specifically was really conservative, is really conservative. So like like in the air, she knows I'm in a queer activist, like, you know, band playing like punk influenced songs. But the sec, you know, it's kind of like if she doesn't look at it, it doesn't exist. Yeah. So I think she's living <laughs> yeah. in that space. Um, and yeah, so. But I don't know about Jesse. Yeah. My mom likes my music. <laughs> Good. Yeah, she's cool. Yeah, my mom's it. really supportive. Yeah. My mom's always been really supportive of what I do. So I, I don't have the same stuff as her. And um, I think what helps my mom kind of doesn't take it as seriously as as I'd like her to. Mm. Um, I got I recently, well, like two years ago, got a decent job. And I think ever since I got a decent job, she's been like, okay, well. F- focus on your job but you can yeah. do me- you know what i mean but you- yeah the music thing is cute but what i really want to do music and the job just happens to pay the- for the music for now you know but other than that she's like okay with it there what do you think i have a question so like there's sure. the idea of like like i've i've heard parents tell their kids this like oh like your job like do your passion and your job is just there to help fund the passion which is true mm-hmm. but then like do you see it as like like a scary line to draw? Because then it, I don't know. I feel like because there is a way where your passion can fund your passion. Yeah. And I think if you settle with your job can fund your passion, then why would you push for your passion to fund your passion? Yeah. But is that like a made up line? Like I don't know. Do you? I yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. I think I totally get what you mean. I think that it depends person to person though. Like honestly, mm-hmm. I think that's the real answer. Is that's that true. it varies between what your passion is. And then does that thing allow you to ha- fund yourself? So I think, I actually think music is the hardest one to do oh, that. Oh, definitely. Because like I do visual art, which is also hard, but I think it is easier. I truly do think that <laughs> because like, I think, I think there's just enough designer jobs and like graphic design jobs and people like understand what that is, that those positions are offered. And so you can get that. But even like that is kind of tangential to the type of work I specifically want to make. So then so then for me, like there's this conversation of trying not to get too distracted in your professional work because you still have art that you do truly want to make and like making time for that art, which is why I work after work and that how yeah. that happens. Exactly. Yeah. So then with the like passion, because I think it does work for music is like at least what I found with a lot of friends of mine and I think they've made it work in that they have a job that kind of just supports them and then that time that they have outside of that allows them to do creative work because they're allowed to separate those two places in their brain which I guess is what I'm struggling with and I talked about that earlier but yeah Yeah. because I think when you're able to like here's the box where my nine to five is or whatever your hours are and here's the box where I can make whatever I want. That's really freeing because if you conflate the two, it kind of gets complicated and maybe you make less, but mm-hmm. 
I don't know. Yeah. It's hard. It's hard. It's so, yeah. 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 I always think about it like what's the quote unquote right way. But there is, like you said, no right way. Yeah. Yeah. I wanted to to ask about your family narrative because I think there's a lot of similar ones in the <laughs> yeah. southeast asian community yeah <laughs> um but beyond that uh you so you've you've both had two eps come out um is there a plan for a full length soon we were work we've been working on we have so many songs enough songs for a full length yeah but then it always boils down to like the business like yes. what strategically what will be smarter what is smarter what i is- know right like well we've fig- we found out that for us and like the budget we would have for promotion doing a single or a small small ep would be smarter so we could like keep releasing because huh. at the end of the day it is also come it also comes down to like how much money and energy can you put into promotion question yeah yeah <laughs> is that because you're going to still have to do the same amount of promotion work for a full length as an EP, but then you still have those songs that you didn't release or like, I, um, can you repeat that part? What, the way I'm understanding it is that when you release an EP, uh, you have maybe like five songs Mm -hmm. versus like a full length, which is like double that 10 songs or so, but you still have to do the same amount of outside work. Cause with an album, you still have to do, you record all of that. You, master yeah. all of that there's all mm-hmm. the work for so that. much and then half of that work or that work is split in half for an ep but yeah. then you still have the same amount of work for promotion and everything either either way you yeah so. yeah i think i think more so than than that is uh we want to be able to release you know quality mm. and quantity where mm. with an album it's like most people release an album in a year yeah so you have one year's worth of material all at once that's released and maybe some of the songs you're not super stoked about, but at the yeah. time when you were writing that, that material at that time, you just slap it all together where we want to kind of spread it out. Like do we, we're planning on doing a short, but sweet three song EP in March and then do another EP in the fall. Okay. Um, so that way, but the, so that way we have time to like really like put out the best of the, the best that we feel that we have. Instead of kind of like slapping together, because we do have enough songs, but oh, we were gonna do an album, but then we were like, let's just put our best yeah. songs out, and yeah. then we'll. And I guess in regards to like money and promotion, I'm thinking of like, um, you know, when you release an album, like, is are people gonna listen to the whole thing, right? <laughs> so you have to, yeah, like, exactly. You have to like, you know, we've heard bands who are signed to labels that said it's like takes up to two years sometimes for people to hear a song mm. and then find another single in the album, but. Like, how are you supposed to, like, keep pushing an album for two years? Like, touring, radio tours, like, you know, videos, like, all this stuff that unfortunately also boils down to, like, how much money can you have to prolong this for? So, it's a shitty business. Yeah. Yeah, So, yeah, again, the singles and the EPs, I think, is going to be perfect for us for right now because, like, we are doing some tours and doing cool things and we want to keep releasing. Yeah, it sounds like you've decided to, like run the marathon rather than the sprint yeah, yeah. exactly yeah because yeah. you can just kind of like drop something every now and exactly yeah. twice a year yeah, yeah and then keep like rebranding and like you know doing cool things redefining mm-hmm. ourselves which is also fun i like that part <laughs> yeah does yeah. it also take the pressure off you guys to like have to like save things up for an album yes now you can yeah definitely it definitely because yeah. um 
like artistically it'd be awesome because you're pouring your whole entire heart and story into something so big mm-hmm. um but it all is also relieving that we can take that and just like spread it out um you know spread out the uh the art <laughs> throughout the year yeah okay then so knowing that are there differences between the songs in the two eps for you well, guys just the three songs that we have right now mm-hmm. are completely different okay completely <laughs> like they i guess that's why we want i don't even know we did that we disliked them and they like i said they when we played a show um last last week two weeks ago we played the first night of our residency and the other band was like wow you guys play like a lot of different kinds of music <laughs> we have one like one that's of the a compliment s- yeah. yeah it's like one of the songs is kind of like you know like this kind of <laughs> for the listener jesse's bobbing yeah. their head side to side i don't know how to explain it like one of like kind of like oh yeah we're chilling and driving to the beach kind of mm-hmm. thing and then the other one is like a you you the, the story that it shows is like all of these crazy people like doing lines of cocaine in a basement <laughs> <laughs> you know and after party of in la and then the last the other song is like this totally emotional just straight up pop mm-hmm. like ballad yeah, that's it's about depression and suicide. So it's like all across the spectrum. I think that's why we wanted to. We felt like that body of work itself fits so perfectly together. Yeah. We wanted there, to make that its own thing with those songs. There is the fear of like, if I put this on an album, are people going to listen? Like mm-hmm. get through all 10 songs and we wanted these songs to be heard. So, yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. And it's it's kind of nice. Like we're writing, like we were saying, we write with a bunch of different producers, not even for ourselves, like as Wazi, but for like, you know, whatever. And uh, I think working with like hip hop producers and EDM producers and rock producers, like on different things has definitely played an influence on these new songs and just like, you know, our, our push to like keep, you know, creating uh, new boundaries for ourselves. And yeah. So then is there a direction you kind of foresee you wanting Wasi to go in, like sound wise in general? Because it sounds like you're doing a lot of different things. But is there <laughs> one where you're like, oh, maybe like this is like sort of like where we're going to head toward just sonically? I think I think it sounds cliche, but really drawing that line of like blending a d- bunch of different genres Yeah, together. exactly. Mm-hmm. Like we really, really want to do that. We want to blend like hip hop and rap with like punk. And we, I think that's something we keep fine tuning and keep trying. And then we do it and someone's like, wow, it's a pop song. And it's like, really? Like we were really just like drawing in our influences of like the cat, the clash and like MIA to like create this. So I think, um, I think, always being focused on combining different influences to make something new mm-hmm. is 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 like the theme of our new music mm-hmm. um yeah have you heard of the band negro galacticus i haven't no it sounds cool but can though. you please send that to us <laughs> plus yeah. the dutch movie okay they're, they're they're an la band which sounds like they're kind of doing the same thing you're doing which is like kind of marrying a bunch of things together but their sound is crazy like like and also their live show is also bonkers oh my God. too because it's, it's it's a mix of rap punk and like hip-hop and sort of like everything they've listened to kind of coming together into also kind of pop too like there's yeah. just a lot going on and it sounds so cool and they kind of sweep you up in their energy and it's 
great. That's yeah. not, you oh. need to send that to yeah, us, please. I, will. I yeah. definitely will. Yeah. Cool. Can you play another <clears throat> song, please? Yeah. 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 We'll play an oldie and a fun one. Um, this one's called And the World. Chat. In this box of mine, it's getting much better, it's getting much better, and I lose when I use my mind. It's getting much better, it's getting much better. And hip hop politicians, everybody's learned a lesson of us, his can use it, is but not the heads of these revisions. Hip hop politicians, everybody's learned a lesson of us, his can use it, is but not the heads of these song in Wasi for both of you and why to play yeah to play um, or in general your favorite one that you've written for yourselves or um an, a released one doesn't have to be have, okay i'd say an unreal <laughs> a song that we're going to be releasing in january mm-hmm. that one that jesse said we've been playing live is a personal favorite um it's called puzzles and i think we're going to play it acoustically later cool yeah, yeah. Why, why is it your favorite though <clears throat> i think uh because it's so intimate and mm. again it brings in that fusion like when we do it live or on the recording uh it brings in that fusion of a a bunch of different genres and has like a really big sound but like still like keeps a really intimate feel and i think it's fun to play that live we uh played it acoustically the other day and then someone and which we've never done with like a cajon like percussion and then after all the songs we played all the songs and then um someone came up to us afterwards and said that was his favorite song and like I said, that song, I don't know if you can really tell just by, you have to really think about it and feel it to understand that it's about depression and suicide. So that's what I was telling you about. That's like this huge pop, sounding pop ballad that's very about those things, which a lot of people might be afraid to talk about. And our older songs are like, yeah, yeah, happy dance, fun, blah, blah. You know, like that's like people's like idea of what our music is, but which is why it was so important for us to, um, do that one because 
you know, that's a like the, dealing with depression and that kind of stuff is a big part of who we are too. So not to like pretend that doesn't exist. It was important for us to do that. You know, is, is that song also, um, does it still hit, hit those themes, but it's still like a very like fun song or is it like, Oh a yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's totally still, yeah. perfect. <laughs> it's not like all like, you know, yeah, but it's, it's still fun. Yeah. We enjoy it. No, I love, I love sad songs that are like dance songs. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah I do too. Like it kind of hits all the feels. Yeah. Like every, yeah. <laughs> it's very cathartic that way. Yeah. I think. Is that your also your favorite song, Jesse, or do you have another one? It's a combination of that one and our song "Mama's Gonna Get You" mm. is one of my favorite songs to play. It's just really fun to play on bass, and it's very bouncy. Mm. You know what I mean? So we're just like the whole song. I'm just like bouncing like that, you yeah. know, and like having a good time with it. Cool. It's that bass groove. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Do you do you still like it even without your your Base. <laughs> yeah, it's fun. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, okay, and then what's the best show you guys ever played? And what's like the weirdest thing that's ever happened at a show you've played at? Oh my Whoa. god. Um, um well, best show we've ever played. I think that was probably our, our EP release show for Coup, I think. That or oh yeah, so I, I okay, so between the Coup release show and I think I lied. So I think the be- <laughs> I think the best funnest shows we've ever played have been for the Rock Camp. In That's my opinion, answer. we played a bunch of them. We re- like it was around the same time as the Coup EP release show. We played for the Ladies Rock Camp, and they just lose their shit when they play. It's so fun, so fun. And the kids like at the Rock Camps, we play their lunchtime shows a lot, um, all up and down everywhere. We played a Ladies Rock Camp in Portland. We played. Uh, girls rock camp shows like all over like on the west coast and stuff like that and they're always so they're my favorite shows are so fun yeah 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 like the inner little girl and everybody comes out for all men and women whatever and we all just like like don't give a fuck yeah don't give a fuck and it just ends up being like these cool dance parties at these rock camp shows and then How, how big are those but the shows i guess the the ladies rock camp in la was pretty big yeah like 150 people that's pretty big yeah Yeah. you know the rest of them it's pretty it's like whoever probably about like 75 people for the little kid rock camp once Mm -hmm. it's like usually 50 campers and then like 20 staff 25 staff so those are always fun they're always like they just want to dance and have fun throw balloons around you know which is what we're all about a fun show (laughs) yeah yeah and like i think the weirdest thing uh, for sure was this show we played where I dislocated my knee on stage oh, and yeah. popped it back in <gasps> on my own. <laughs> yeah. I like fell and I felt my, my kneecap was over here oh. and I like just grabbed Jessie. it and like popped it back in. Everybody saw. And everybody saw it happen. <laughs> and then I stood up and kept playing. It that's, was gnarly. That's pretty nuts. <laughs> it was gnarly. It was really fucked. And my knee was really messed up for probably six months it took for it to yeah. fully heal did you like did you go to like urgent care after the like, next after day that show? okay the next day because it swelled up like huge and they had to go in oh, and just... drain it at <laughs> urgent care someone to, and they drained it and yeah whatever that's intense that's a weird thing <laughs> yeah i'd say that's probably the weirdest thing yeah that's happened i'm glad you brought up the girls rock camp though because we had Backup, backup on the podcast also, and oh, cool. they also brought. Them. Oh, nice! Yeah. Everyone who's like been associated with Girls Rock Camp has like 
brought that up as their favorite show and i'm like good that's awesome. so good to hear. that's so cool yeah it's fun. that's cool yeah we um, just it's community we just love that whole entire community of people they're yeah. just so good and they're doing such good things yeah 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 it's yeah it's the perfect combination of like what you're doing is like doing good for your community also it's a hella fun show yeah and everyone who's there is like stoked on you <laughs> exactly <laughs> so it's like the perfect setup for the per- show. perfect combination of things <laughs> yeah yeah cool uh where can people find you online uh i saw www.isawazi.com or facebook instagram wazi music twitter wazi music spotify wazi yeah apple music cool cool yeah. where I'm going to list uh, a thing, a specific link in, in the description. Which one do you want? Is it, Do you want me just to do I Saw Wazi? Um, I Saw Wazi, but I think uh, Facebook probably. I feel like okay. people go on, or Instagram. Okay. Um, yeah. Okay, cool. Or I Saw Wazi, yeah, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I want whatever you want, so. Okay, cool. Do you guys feel good? I feel yeah. great. How do you feel? I feel good, too. Yeah, this, this was cool. a good one. Yeah. yeah. Oh, cool. Well, I'm happy to hear Are you, that. Do you get involved with the rock camps at all? I, I've made flyers for them. Oh, cool. But I haven't, like, actually volunteered. Yeah. You should. Yeah. Yeah, you you should get, like, this yeah. year, I said, just say no to work. And I, like, turned my job down for a week, mm-hmm. which is hard because I'm strictly freelance based. Yeah. So they can either not hire me for the job because I need that week off or I can lose my job. And I took that risk. And it was so worth it. Yeah. So worth it. So yeah. maybe you can. But then, like, people just do like one day or afternoons yeah. or just yeah, mornings. yeah, that works yeah. too. <laughs> yeah, you can do that too. Not go all in. No, all in. Yeah, all in or nothing. All or nothing. All right, but being being yeah. all in is the first time I was all in. I've been a floater before, like it's kind of popping in, and being all in this time, being a bass instructor and a band coach, like really, like it's a big difference. Yeah. Well, I think because you see the growth of like yeah. Yeah, Monday. So if you've been at your job for that long and you're able to tell them, hey, I need this week off of work and they're willing to work with you on it, you should totally do it. It's worth it. Mm. Yeah. One day. I I was a a camp counselor as like an earlier job i had when i was oh, okay. younger so like i just want to it'd be awesome. fun yeah oh, you would love it then you would love it the, yeah hopefully the people we'll that run it are so cool <laughs> yeah. and all the kids are really cool too just good vibes yeah <laughs> yeah cool can you guys play us out? Oh, yeah. yeah. <clears throat> one more. One last one. Oh, okay. So we'll do puzzle stressing. Yeah. I'm alone. I'm alone. And I know that it feels. I'm alone. I'm alone. And I know that it feels. All right. Falling all into a place That you can, that I can Start to erase What's fitting together A little confused This picture of me Paints a picture of you And these promises rarely What to achieve That you can and I can Start to believe Oh, it's nothing, it's merely Falling apart Oh, it's nothing, it barely 
edge just a blur And behind the glass I wonder We're living in a disassembled world Oh son, where are you going? We all like to know Because all of us other organisms Need you here to grow Thank you for listening to The Living Room. This week, our guest was Wasi, and you can find them online at isawasi.com. The Living Room was created by Lucas Cathy and Karina Taylor, recorded by Matt Sturgis and Jeremy Scott at the Palisades, and produced by Hannah Moraz. You can listen to us on SoundCloud, iTunes, or whatever podcast app you prefer. If you have questions or would like to chat with us, email thelivingroompodcast at gmail.com or hit us up on Twitter or Instagram. Special thanks goes to Chris Taniguchi for helping on social media. The residents of the Palisades are dealing with our noise, and of course, thank you for listening. Thank you.